0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garratts Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices. Online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And on the
1: inside, in the straight they run. Minstrel in front, Son of a Tiger down the outside, running home gamely. Perfect Major and then Bracken Sky, but Minstrel clear. From Perfect Major, Son of a Tiger is coming late, but a nice win to Minstrel and wins it well. Dead heat
0: second. Yeah, it's going to be a terrific race at Gloucester Park tomorrow. There's nothing between them in the market. Minstrel and also Magnificent Storm. Minstrel's had 23 starts for 13 wins, six placings. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Which way are you leaning?
2: I'm probably leaning towards Minstrel because he's got that little edge in the barrier draw, but we'll speak with Matty Young a little bit later and I'll be fascinated to see which way he's going uh, in this race coming through tomorrow afternoon. We've got to keep stressing tomorrow afternoon, Gloucester Park in the daytime slot tomorrow. Normally they're in the Friday night uh, time slot, but tomorrow... They're uh, racing during the day. So that's going to be very interesting in many ways, but uh, that's a really good race, that one, uh, Minstrel and Magnificent Storm.
0: I wonder what time that'll be our time, Chris, tomorrow. Race eight, that York Cup at Gloucester. Yeah,
2: we'll work it out. I'll work, we'll it, work out. it out. Very soon. Yeah, because I think yeah. it
0: won't be too long after we finish um, tomorrow. You're on... probably right. Yeah. Sean Grimsey's our first yeah. guest this morning. Chris.
2: Sean, good morning. Yeah. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. How was Teddy Disco on Tuesday and how has he come through that trial? Oh, yeah, no, we're really happy with his trial and,
1: yeah, no, he's having a trot around the paddock this morning and, yeah, it seems all right. So, yeah,
2: all systems go. Well, as we know, Teddy Disco is one of the best juvenile talents that we have here in the Sunshine State this season. Four wins from six starts. Group one winner at Redcliffe taking out the Yelling Sales Series Classic. He hasn't started since being unplaced uh, back in the triad during the Tab Constellation. So that was back in late July. Just reflecting on that race, Sean, the more you watch it, it was messy, wasn't it, that race?
1: Oh, it was. It was a, yeah, a lot of interference. And, yeah, a few horses were um, checked and whatnot. And, yeah, it was was pretty untidy. <laughs> but anyway.
2: Teddy so Disco took no harm from that run? No,
1: no, no. He came out of it all right. Um... Yeah, we just sort of gave him a week off after that and and he had an easy week the next week and
2: yeah he's nice no, he seemed good as gold all right now with that trial on tuesday he took on older rivals handled them easily and rated good time 55 7 27 9 31 2 28 8 28 1. last time we spoke you said that he was eligible for the breeders challenge that series in sydney fast approaching Given the way he had that hit out there on Tuesday, is it full steam ahead for for the Breeders' Challenge now or not? Ah, oh, no, we'd we'd like to, but with the COVID thing, it just
1: just becomes too hard, really. Um, I suppose unless you want to send him, and we don't really want to just send him, so we will just stay at home now. Um, yeah, just I, I don't know. I've seen New South Wales out and over protocols or whatever around the breeders' challenge, but I
2: didn't worry about reading them. Just, yeah, it just gets too hard. So, it's got to right be frustrating it. because here you are with the horse with so much talent. This series is, you know, right at the doorstep and uh, a, a race series that he's well and truly going to be competitive in. But the fact that you've got to send it to another stable who have never seen or, or probably heard of Teddy Disco, it's just there's just no appeal there whatsoever, is there?
1: No, it's, especially when you're
2: um, like,
1: well, Dad owns him, well, I don't. But like, it's you know, a family horse and that. Um, if you're just, if it was another owners and they wanted to send him, well, that'd be that'd be fine. But um, yeah, we we decided not to. But yeah, it's pretty hard. So yeah, and as I say, frustrating because well, you 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 don't get many chances. To have a go at those sort of races, but anyway, that's
2: that's um that's the way it is. So we just deal with it. Mm. Hypothetically, if he was your horse, would you contemplate a switch to a, a Sydney-based trainer? Uh, I don't
1: know.
2: I'd, I'd probably just keep him at home. Like there are
1: some twenty thousand dollar races up here over the next few months, and um, it's just, just yeah, like, you can race for decent money here without being big money, and I suppose I'm, I'm a bit of a sook with him, so um, I, I like him. <laughs> There'd be
2: other ones I would, but he's pretty cool horse, so, yeah, probably just rather keep him at home. All right. He's a son of Tintin in America, and he's had a breakout season, Tintin in America, and... Uh, there's Mahomes, who you would have been going up against, because I'm sure he's headed towards the Breeders' Challenge. Uh, yes. Tim's a trooper, who won on Tuesday. He looked really sharp. Uh clocked just over fifty-five, yes. winning his first race. So there's a few that are up and about. Oh yeah, like they—they both
1: really nicely. Um, that one Jack Butler's got yeah. that Zara's Treasure. I think mean, she goes pretty good. She's a fast filly, and even I think there's a trotter. I don't know if Troy Williams has got it in Sydney. Try to buy him the one. I don't know if he won the foundation or something, but he won a decent race down there. So yeah, no, there's a few um,
2: here that go all right by him for sure. Mm. That that Breeders' Challenge series, it was it was going to be tough. You'd expect it to be tough being a Group One to race worth good money, but uh, they've got a number of talented types down there. Jared Elchin, we've spoken with him. Uh, so there, there's a number of nice two-year-olds up and about. It would have been a good series, and then you've got. Grand Dixon, who's got Leap to Fame. He would be Breeders Challenge eligible also? Yeah, he he is. And was a proof of it one
1: Tuesday, so I'm not sure exactly where they're up to with their plans around those. But yeah, Leap to Fame, he looks to be extra smart. Uh, he's a really nice horse. So, yeah, and as I say, Jared's um get all the ultimate's mixed up. Um, Byron, I think it is, is the, the one they consider the best. So He's probably the benchmark. it would be extra hard to beat, but,
2: yeah. Anyway, we um, might get to race him another time. Yeah, you might be looking at some derby features, I'd say, with Teddy yeah. Disco going up against those guys. So you're going to stay home, focus on these $20,000 race, the Summer Carnival not too far away, the QBred for line Finals. Are you eligible for those uh, races as well? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, i yeah. um, yeah, I only saw them I
1: think last week. Dad said there was um yeah, a, a cube red two year old race on, so I didn't realise that. But yeah, no, I'm sure I'm sure he is. I don't know what the draw is on actually. That'll be interesting. Yeah, mm. No, nah, here yeah, that'll um that'll be a bit of an aim. So okay. I'm not not sure who's around still for that or who's spelled or whatever, but anyway, we'll have a go.
2: Yeah, why not? Why not? What about uh, just from that trial on Tuesday? He's come through it well. Does he have another trial, or is he ready to go uh, following Tuesday?
1: No, no. I think um, that's sort of why we gave him a hit out Tuesday. See, see how he went, because he probably doesn't um, take a whole lot of work. So he seemed he seemed really good Tuesday. So I think he's I think he's right just to nominate for Saturday week. The eleventh, and then there's one of those ultimate tools races a couple of weeks after that. So,
2: yeah, no, we'll just we'll just press on now for the races. All yeah, right, excellent. You've got two runners stepping out tomorrow night, and they've got you there all night. The first race and yeah. the last race. So, yeah, that's a good up... deal, eh? <laughs> yeah, having a lot. Sensational. <laughs> Uh, Blissful Lily, race one number one you've only just taken on this mare from Sydney so far so good, the two runs have been excellent
1: yeah, um, I sort of well, I knew she had a bit of speed like a, a couple of her runs at Penrith coming from back in the field were good and I thought she could win that mare's race first up when she drew so well um, so that that wasn't totally unexpected although she did it well, giving herself half a check straightening up, but um Last week, uh, sectionals behind um, oh, Shane Grahams also, they were super. So that was, yeah, that was really interesting. So we'll see what happens. But I imagine she'll be some sort of hope tomorrow night.
2: Mm. Just as far as uh, gate speed is concerned, the fact that she's got that inside draw tomorrow night, uh, what can we expect early? Oh, she'll, she'll be able to sit
1: wherever she wants. So, so she's got real good gate speed. So... Um, yeah, so she she she'll be somewhere near them. Um, I don't know about leading. That might that might be a bit tough, but I suppose you don't have to when you've got the speed she's got. So, yeah, but yeah, there won't be a whole heap getting across her or anything like that.
2: All right. So. Well, that's bliss for Lily in race one. The Trotter. I'm fascinated to talk to you about this Trotter, uh, Majestic Speed. You took on this mare who was well travelled by the time you got her, and she was still a maiden. She's now a four times winner you're obviously enjoying the challenge with the
3: trotter.
2: Yeah, well, it was, um,
1: yeah, obviously Cameron Ross had her and he said we want to give her a go. And I'm always, always sort of trying to find a trotter, but whenever I find one, they're usually too dear. Um, and then you've got to try and get one that trots, I suppose. And, yeah, so he said, obviously she was on the right mark and we um, got to tinkered away with the gear a bit. She's a bit of a funny little thing, but... Um, she's a bit of an angry little horse, but eventually, um, Shane driving her all the time, and he was tinkering away with her gear. He come up with something that that works for her, and she, you know, she seems to have a good little turn of foot, and she's a good trier. Um, so she's in the right grade. I don't, I don't think she's going to win any major races, but she's she's good fun, and she's a great earner. So, yeah, she's good
2: yeah well she started in victoria she had a stint in south australia a stint in new south wales she's finally made it to queensland but uh all that time she was a maiden i think last season she had close to 25 starts for zip since she's been under your care 20 20 well this season 26 starts four wins seven minors and she's been more than 25,000 this season alone so she's been a good little uh fun trotter.
1: oh yeah no she she has hey so um if they were all like her it'd be it'd be pretty easy. Um yeah, no, she's she's good. She's a good good um good doer, he eats, drinks, um yeah, just works along with you. Um yeah, I, I, I can't say anything bad about it. Maybe other people okay. could but yeah. So you're looking like for her. more trotters by the sound of it? Oh yeah, we do yeah, we'd definitely um have a, have a, have another couple of trotters. It's just you, um, they get well graded. They're, they're racing for the for the better money. Um, clearly, they don't need to be outstanding after what this filly's done. So, yeah, there's, as long as they trot, I suppose, because they're not very skilled at that. They have got to do it themselves. But yeah, no, she's they're good. They're good fun.
2: Yep. Well, she starts off a twenty metre handicap tomorrow night, and uh, judging yeah. by her recent form, she's uh, good enough to overcome that handicap.
1: Yeah, I, I um like she she's getting away very well. I haven't I haven't had a good look at the field. I imagine it's not a whole lot different, but I don't know who um looks like the leader, but if um a couple of weeks ago I think that Mr. Chisholm led and he ran along that makes it makes it a bit hard to, to get past them, but she'll be running on and hopefully get into the money again. Uh the one that won last week, Dreamy, he looks he looks pretty pretty smart, I reckon. So, yeah, that was a good second behind him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, two excellent chances tomorrow night. Teddy is back on track. He's trialled well on Tuesday, and we're hoping to see him yeah. on Saturday week. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, hopefully that race stands up. So, that'll be good. Excellent stuff. Sean, really appreciate yeah. the time. We'll see you tomorrow night. No worries. Thanks, Chris. And Sean Grimsey joining us. So, uh, Teddy Disco, so Saturday week. Hopefully, uh, we'll see him. So, no breeders challenge. Just... A real messy situation given the pandemic, and uh, if he was to go there, he'd have to be transferred to a, a Sydney-based trainer. So it just becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit frustrating when you're sort of trying to work out that plan to get them down to Sydney. But uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, keep him here in Queensland, and hopefully he'll do a really good job between now and the end of the year. Still some good targets coming up for him. Brittany Graham's fresh off a break, and uh, she's about to join us now to talk all things harness racing. Brittany, good morning.
4: Good morning, Chris. How are you?
2: I'm really well. It, it, it's good and it's bad with Teddy Disco, isn't it? It would have been great to see him go down there and see how he stacked up against some of those really classy local Sydney horses. But uh, at least we get to keep him here and we're going to see him race in the in the coming weeks and months.
4: Yeah, that's it. It would have been great to um, have some Queensland representation down there for the Breeders Challenge. We've had some good success over the last few years, obviously headlined by Pelosi. But, uh, yeah, understandable the reasoning behind not going down it would have been you know it's really good money on offer and he's a nice horse so no doubt would have been a decision that they wouldn't have taken lightly and I must say when I saw him back at the trials on Tuesday I sort of assumed that was the direction that he was going but uh, obviously from your chat there with Sean that's not the case but we'll see him uh, here in Queensland and um, just with those I guess consistent two-year-old feature races that are now being programmed and then with the summer carnival just around the corner um you still have some some good options it'll just be a case of i think now um as sean probably alluded to at the end of your chat they're just getting the races to stand up because there's probably um, not a great deal most of those top line two-year-olds have probably gone to the paddock now so it will be interesting to see who's still about
2: Yeah, well that will be interesting and there's a possibility if Saturday week is the target race for Teddy Disco, he could be going up against Leap to Fame and Tim's a Trooper. That would be a really good race in its own right. Yeah, absolutely. No
4: doubt. Um, Leap to Fame's shown right along that he's above average he's got the right breeding on him on his side he's from the right camp and I don't think we've really seen the bottom of him yet so he looks to be a nice style and size of horse as well so probably probably these later two-year-old season uh, features probably look ideally suited to him as well so it's good to see uh, that there's still going to be some good quality about and obviously the fact that they're um new south wales challenge eligible is probably the reasoning that many of them are up at this stage
2: do, do you expect grand dixon to send those guys south
4: hmm, i'm not sure i would assume that's the reason why they sort of well, there wasn't really a lot for them through the middle part not being cubered but um i would assume that's why they're up and that's as i said that's why i assumed that uh teddy disco was going around on tuesday it's a, it's a nice character dangle particularly when um maybe other traveling from victoria particularly with the the vic bread and their carnivals going on it's probably going to be majority new south wales based so we've probably got a good line on on how they all stack up against each other Um, and and i don't think particularly leap to fame of that duo that you just mentioned i from what we've seen he looks to be a really nice horse and quite untapped so You know, you're only two once. You're only eligible for these races once. So I don't see why he wouldn't target them towards them. And it's just a bit of a logistical puzzle after that.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. It will be interesting to see if they uh, send those two horses south, Leap to Fame, and uh, Tim's a trooper. You mentioned Pelosi just then. Uh, She's a previous Breeders Challenge winner. She's a dual group one winner. She won the APG as a two-year-old. She won the Breeders Challenge as a two-year-old. You broke a story yesterday. She's leaving our shores, bound for New Zealand.
4: Well, she's actually left, Chris, and she's arrived already in New Zealand. She's made her way across to join Cran and Chrissy Delgette. I was having a chat to uh, Anna Woodman on Tuesday about it. Uh, I would say there's obviously a connection there uh, with Wayne Honan and and the Delgette family, and I would say that probably conversation started when Cran was over, uh, travelling with Krug. So she's made her way over to their Christchurch-based stables. Uh, She had a pretty big trip by the sounds of it. She had to go to to Sydney and then across to Auckland, and then there were a few, uh, I guess, challenges making her way down from Auckland as well. So by the sounds of it, she had a a pretty long journey, and she's just getting uh, a bit of time under her belt to just settle into her new surroundings. But she's sort of only ever been trained by Anna and Wayne, and by the sounds of things, I was just keen to... Uh, give her an opportunity and maybe there is despite the fact that there's not a a lot of open class mares features in New Zealand a lot of the mares that were quite dominant or at the top of the pecking order their last season probably aren't there this season so uh, maybe there was an opening to give her an opportunity she'll arrive back in Australia probably February next year to uh, maybe have a maybe another crack at a a ladyship mile to it before she goes in foal next season but Yeah, it was um, one I probably didn't expect to see coming, but it will be good to see how she lines up over there. We know that she's a a great filly, and it's hard for mares now. She's right up there in terms of rankings, and there's not a great deal of racing about for her. So maybe just some new opportunities for her over there, and we will be interesting to see how she stacks up as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We'll be watching closely. What else has caught your eye over the past week?
4: It's been a, a good week, hasn't it, in terms of feature racing. We've got some super racing coming up over this weekend. I know that you mentioned off the top of the show uh, the fact that that clash tomorrow in the West in the afternoon time slot between Minstrel and Magnificent Storm. That's probably the highlight for me. I can't wait to see how these two line up against each other again and the barrier draw has swung in Minstrel's favour but for some reason I just keep coming back to Magnificent Storm. He's just the ultimate racehorse for mine, and I still think that Minstrel's just learning what it's all about, despite the fact that he's had plenty of racing now. He's just not the complete furnished racehorse to my eye just yet, but that's going to be a cracker race. and Obviously, all of those trialers that the Tonkin and Stewart team rolled out over uh, the last week or so, it's like the Army's coming down there in Victoria. Gee, i have got some firepower this season again.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It was just star after star at that trial session there on Tuesday.
4: Would have been a pretty expensive few truckloads heading to the track.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But Plenty of big races just around the corner. Oaks, Derby, the Victoria Cup, not too far away. And then we've got the Vic Breeders Crown. So it's going to be a big, big season coming up for the uh, Stuart Tonkin camp down there. No doubt about it. Plenty to look forward to over the next couple of months. What's your best bet for the weekend, Britt?
4: I've had a good look at a a few of the cards of racing looking forward to that Geelong card on Saturday night as well out of Victoria but just a little closer to home I've started the form on Albion Park Saturday night meeting and it's a really really tough card for mine I've probably struggled to find one in particular but the open class race Matt Da Vinci looks to get his chance for mine and I know it's probably a a brave call to take on crunch time, the form that he's in, but I just think the barrier is so firmly in Matt Da Vinci's corner and also just the front line around him. There doesn't look to be a stack of early speed or pressure on him and crunch time might just have a few traffic issues getting to where he needs to get to. So, uh, I think he's about $1.95 currently, Matt da Vinci. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe we got $2 about him with the Crunch Time supporters coming late. But I do think he's the one to beat in that open class race on Saturday night. And good to see those $20,000 races starting to roll out on the Metropolitan Cards at Albion Park over the next few weeks. It'll be shared around. So first cab off the rank of the open class horses. So some nice prize money on offer there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Plenty to look forward to there. We'll have the three-year-olds, two-year-old races and and so forth. So uh, good prize money over the next couple of weeks. So, we'll take the tip with the race three, number three, Mac Da Vinci at Albion Park on Saturday night. Britt, great to have you back. Uh, We'll see you across the weekend. I know you've got a bit of a juggling commitment across the weekend, driving and presenting. So it's a busy weekend for you coming up.
4: Yeah, no, it will be good. Hopefully uh, we can get a few winners on Saturday night in the Sky One chair and then we'll double down at Marburg on Sunday.
2: <laughs> oh, no, it sounds good. You are in the winner's circle last week, so the eye's in, so that's good. Thanks, Chris. Here's Brittany Graham joining us. So, uh, driving and presenting across the weekend. So, I'm sure you'll be able to find Brittany uh, somewhere across the weekend, whether in front of the screen or behind the screen. But it's a busy weekend coming up for her.
0: I'll ask you a question, Chris, before Matty Young joins us. You know Matty pretty well. Which way do you reckon he'll go? I
2: reckon he's going to go Magnificent Storm.
0: Okay, I'll I'll go Minstrel. Hey, Matt. Okay. (laughs) Good morning, boys. Who's going to win? Uh, I like Minstrel. You owe me 10 bucks, Chris. <laughs> Again, <laughs>
2: I've still got to pay you back for the Chicago Bull Bit.
0: <laughs> Tell us why,
3: Matt. Uh, I think it's just mainly to do with barrier draws. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting sort of race, but I think ideal liner. I think he'll take the trailer With no back line, I see and Tree going straight to his back, and I think Mintrell will just roll to the top. Bracken Sky goes back. Elton Blues will be looking for some cover. Son of a tiger is a horse who does possess gate speed to be able to potentially cross Minstrel. I've had that thought in the past, but I'm not sure they'll get too involved with likely cover coming from Magnificent Storm. So I see Magnificent Storm racing in the breeze in this race, and I think it'll be a great battle. The only concern I have with Minstrel is he hasn't raced for nearly a month, but uh, he's going to find the top, in my opinion. And from there, he's uh, beaten magnificent storm before when he's had the advantage, so I think he can do it again.
2: OK, so race eight, number three, Minstrel for you. The fact that we're going to the daytime slot tomorrow, Matt, uh, this is going to be really interesting, obviously from a turnover perspective, but it'll just be really interesting to see how it's embraced as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, something that's probably going to happen uh, the following week with a Friday night preliminary final at Optus Stadium with Melbourne playing in um, whoever they have to play up against, things either GWS or Geelong. So it'll be uh, just seeing how this meeting goes tomorrow morning. And then from there, they'll make the decision over the weekend as to what happens to next Friday's meeting. They have a few options. They can uh, move to the morning. They can move to a Sunday meeting. Uh, They could transfer it to a different track or they could just sit tight and accept that they're going to, have nightmare situations with 60,000 fans trying to get into the stadium and parking and road closures and everything like that, Uh, traffic on the freeway. It would just be an absolute nightmare to try and get into Gloucester Park on Friday night. Uh, Pretty much when they take away all the road closures, Gloucester Park's almost on like a little island and all those roads around the track are closed. So Friday night peak hour traffic, it would have been an absolute nightmare.
2: What would have been your decision if you were in charge?
3: I like the idea of the morning. Um, I think it works well, and we also see some of the drivers who are driving at Gloucester Park tomorrow morning move into Narragin trots that night. It'll be interesting to see how the turnover is affected at Narragin, as a lot of the punters who normally are betting on Gloucester Park, they might have something on at Narragin just because that meeting is also on at the same time as a standalone on the Friday night on Sky 2, makes things a little bit harder for Narogen to be able to uh, reel in those punters. So uh, I think tomorrow is going to be very interesting to see how it does turnover-wise. I think the turnover won't be too bad considering we'll be in between uh, the thoroughbreds in the morning. I'm sure, Chris, you understand that uh, perfectly with uh, Albion Park racing a few days of the week during the uh, morning period or the early afternoon period while the thoroughbreds are on. So uh yeah it's it is interesting but I think if we move to Sunday we're racing on Sky 2 which drops our turnover um, and there's a lot more thoroughbred racing on at that time and if we transfer tracks then people aren't betting on the prime product that is Gloucester Park. so people like betting at Gloucester Park. it is our brand in here in WA and yeah it creates a lot of interest.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, 10.02 start time, that's local time. That would be 12.02. You're two hours behind us, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, we're always behind.
2: <laughs> you said that, not me. Uh, so, that means, Steve, the main uh, the Yeah, main that's prime time, go... isn't it? Yeah, that'll be four ten 10 10-hour time. Mm,
0: that's the sweet spot, four o'clock mm. on a Friday.
2: Perfect. Perfect. So, we've yeah, got be a... before we get anyway. to that race, Matt, the best bet from you for this meeting tomorrow.
3: Uh, Race nine, number one, Miracle Moose. Uh, So the Nathan Turvey stable, they had a virus go through the stable about probably a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. And he pretty much just tipped all the horses out for a week, tried to treat them, get them over the issues. Um, They've all resumed in the past eight to 10 days and all horses have picked up exactly where they left off, which is a true testament to how well Nathan's training at the moment. And Miracle Moose is another one. He's coming from stronger company into a really nice race. He's drawn to lead. He's uh, got plenty of ability, this horse. He's a wonderful sprint horse, but he's also uh, more than adequate in free for all. So, this is a perfect race for him, and I think he'll be able to win. Race nine, number one, Miracle Moose.
2: Okay, so race nine, number one, Miracle Moose. Uh, the best bet, and Matt thinks Minstrel can knock off Magnificent Storm in the York Cup, which is the, uh, the race prior, race number eight. So plenty to look forward to. We'll set the alarm nice and early for harness racing in Gloucester Park. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. We'll be chatting next week. Thank you, gentlemen.